you found the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Here's the host, Bill Spone. Welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. It's our goal here to create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping the two professions to better understand each other with the ultimate goal of making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. I've worked in the HVAC and building performance markets for over 30 years and noticed the need for better information on how to do a better job. These are some of the reasons why I started the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Caitlin Woodling joins us in today's podcast to discuss the background and development of the Bosch IDS heat pumps. IDS stands for Inverter Ducted Split. Katie is the manager of product management for Bosch Heating and Cooling North America and works out of the greater Boston area. Bosch watched market and regulatory trends, listened to customer input, and spent countless hours in the lab testing and perfecting their heat pumps to offer inverters for all. Bosch is achieving a simplified product line with terrific tech support and contractor training. Near the end of the podcast, Katie also shares with us some insights into future trends. So let's hear what Katie has to say about inverters for all. Katie Woodling from Bosch. Good morning, Katie. Morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And Katie's from Bosch, and she's going to be talking about a concept we're going to say is inverters for all. We're going to dig into that and also start in the conversation, though, with Katie giving some background, first on herself, and then a little bit on Bosch. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Bill. So my background is in mechanical engineering. I have an undergrad and master's degree from Ohio State. After my master's degree, I started with Bosch as part of a management training program, worked in various roles in various states and different countries. I've been with specifically Bosch Thermo Technology for the last six years in a product management role. I've worked on anything from water source heat pumps to ductless mini splits to unitary air conditioners and heat pumps, all kinds of different products. And I've been leading the team of the product managers for the last two years. What's the exact group that you lead the team in? So I lead product management. So generally, product management is in charge of determining the future strategy and roadmap of what products do we need to add to the portfolio. We're in charge of understanding in-depth customer needs that are then designed into the products with our engineering team. Just a little bit about how you see things changing since you've been in that role for a few years. What are some of the trends that you're detecting? So one of the big trends is definitely electrification. So this big topic of switching from heating with gas to maybe heating with electricity. So Bosch has definitely seen a shift towards more heating with electricity. And with our portfolio of inverter heat pumps, we're definitely prepared for the future of electrification. Another topic we've been seeing specific to heat pump technology is the topic of low ambient heating. So as electrification is a topic, we're going to start using electricity to heat. Historically, the problem with heat pumps is that they work less efficiently in colder temperatures. So if we're going to electrify the market, how do we get our products to work more and more efficiently in colder temperatures? So that's another big shift we've seen in the market over the last few years. And you mentioned you worked in different countries. Is this a global trend that you're seeing? Absolutely. Yeah, this is a global trend. Yeah. While working with Bosch, I also worked at one of our locations in Sukart, Germany. But yes, this topic of electrification is not just specific to the United States, but you're seeing this trend on a global scale for sure. Give us some background on Bosch, the company. Like, How far back does it go and how did it get started? Bosch has been around since actually 1886. It was founded in Stuttgart, Germany. 
So there's a really long history. Robert Bosch was the founder, thus the name Bosch. Originally founded in Germany, but as of today, there's over 440 subsidiaries located in over 150 countries. And Bosch is not just in the business of HVAC. They're a large conglomerate. We also have a division, which is automotive, a division, which is industrial technology. We have consumer goods and we have building technology. So we do a lot more than just HVAC. The group that's specifically working on HVAC, we call Bosch Thermotechnology. And that's the group that I'm in here, located in Boston, Massachusetts, as our North American headquarters. So as we get into this topic, inverters for all, what does that come from? How, where is the genesis of that concept? Yeah, so in general, what we've seen over the last decade, maybe multiple decades, is a, a shift away from your single on-off or two-stage type of compressor technology. And as we shift towards inverter technology, historically, there's been a barrier to entry for inverter technology because contractors think, oh, this is more difficult to install. This is going to take more time. This is too expensive. It's been reserved for only the ultra high efficiency, ultra highly complex, innovative products. Not to say that inverter technology isn't innovative. Of course it is. But what we see from a Bosch standpoint is how do we bring this innovation and this best technology in the market and make it available, not just to those super high price point, high efficient products, but bring that same benefits of inverter technology to a mid-price point and maybe some of the lower price point products as well. And that's what we've done earlier this year. We launched our first 15-seer inverter heat pump. So it's the first in market that is a true 15-seer outdoor unit that uses this inverter technology. And there's a lot of benefits to inverters, right? Instead of just being full on-off, what the compressor does is it modulates in 1% increments. So it's putting out exactly what you need at all times. There's benefits in terms of efficiency. There's benefits in terms of customer comfort. So our thought was, this is a great technology. It's best in market. How do we position this in a way that makes it available, regardless of kind of which tier of product that it's falling into? The controls, I understand it works with a four-wire thermostat? Inverter technology, historically, as I mentioned, was reserved for these more complex systems that require proprietary controllers and communication between the indoor unit and outdoor unit. What we did with our launch of our first IDS, or inverter ducted split system, was we took out the requirement for communication between the indoor unit and outdoor unit. And by doing that, it means that now you can install an inverter system as simply as you would install any other type of one or two stage system. There's just four wires going to the outdoor unit and you can use any 24 volt thermostat. So it's really easy to install. If a contractor knows how to install a one or two stage piece of equipment, they would definitely be able to install our inverter product as well. Excellent. How does it achieve that capability with a four-wire system? What's some general things you do in the design? Yeah. So what we do to not require the communication between the indoor unit and outdoor unit is that we have a pressure transducer on the outdoor unit, which can estimate what's going on on the indoor side. So we can estimate what the indoor coil temperature is. And what we do is we ramp up and down the compressor on the outdoor unit on trying to achieve a consistent indoor coil temperature. So for example, in cooling mode, 47 degrees would be the target coil temperature that we're trying to achieve. And we can estimate that already at the outdoor unit. And what we have when the pressure transducer is a pretty good estimation and the system is actually working really well without a need for that expensive, complex communication between the indoor unit and outdoor unit. Are there any challenges or limits to that, like, say, line set length or anything? 
depending on if you're talking about the 18 seer IDS plus system or 20 seer IDS premium, the 18 seer, we have a line set length of, I think it's 100 feet. And on the 20 seer system, it's 150 feet. So that's pretty competitive with other types of technology out there. So we don't really see a large limitation because of that technology. So are these systems set up like in a test lab there in Boston or where are they tested? Yeah, yeah. So within our Watertown, Massachusetts office, we do have a psychometric chamber as well as a sound lab within the R&D team. So we do testing and verification within our own psychometric lab on site. We have a team of engineers located in the Watertown office. Is the stress testing done to see how it operates at the edges of its performance capabilities? How is that accomplished? Have you seen that? Yeah, so we have definitely reliability testing that's done. From a Bosch standpoint, we come from a background of German engineering, right? So we are, from our standpoint, quality and reliability is of utmost importance. So for sure, any product that's launched goes through significant amount of testing, not just system testing, but transportation testing, vibration testing, significant amount of reliability testing that needs to be done before it can even pass the quality gate to be able to go to mass production. So definitely there's a lot of tests and checks from a quality standpoint and reliability that are done beforehand. And so the industry is changing. There's a new, really a mandate coming on January 1st, 2023, the SEER 2. Can you speak a little bit towards how Bosch is coming up and being ready for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the Department of Energy has changed their testing standard. What they did, more or less, was they increased the static pressure that's used in a testing location. The idea behind this is that they think that the former static pressure that was used wasn't actually representative of what's happening in the field. So they changed the testing requirement accordingly. With that change in testing, some of the ways that we test are different. So we go from today's SEER ratings to the future, which is going to be SEER 2. So Bosch has been working on the topic of retesting the entire portfolio to achieve the new SEER 2 test rating standards. A lot of our portfolio has already been tested. The information is already available on the AHRI directory. We're working on getting our technical data up to date. And by the end of the year, we should have everything already SEER 2 rated and released to the market. Something that we're doing that is different than some of our competitors is that because all of our equipment is already high SEER, Basically, we're just retesting to the new standard. We don't have to do a full redesign and send out new part numbers and new model numbers to the entire industry. So we're taking a simplified approach, which we think is best for our customer base. It's simple, and we're still able to achieve well above the new minimum requirements in terms of efficiency. So yeah, we're well prepared, ready to go as of January 1st, 2023. You'd mentioned a simplified approach. I understand you also have a smaller set of SKUs for the product line, for the IDS product line. Can you get a little bit into that? Maybe the why and the what? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So from an outdoor unit perspective, we have a three-ton and a five-ton unit, but we offer systems in two-ton, three-ton, four-ton, and five-ton. So by eliminating the two-ton and the four-ton SKUs, we're in essence making the portfolio a lot simpler. With an inverter compressor, right, you can already ramp up and down to whatever the required capacity is. So if you want a two-ton system, the compressor will already ramp down to give you two-ton capacity. All you'll need is on the indoor unit to have a two-ton air handler. And same idea with the four-ton. You have the five-ton condenser. It'll just ramp up to the four tons that you need when you have a four-ton indoor unit. And what this does is it gives us a really simplified approach. Our wholesale distribution loves to have a 
more simplified number of SKUs. And it's also a, it's easier from a messaging perspective to understand from a sales perspective. Very good. And I asked a couple of folks on social media for some questions to pose to you. And one of them was on extended performance data. Can you tell us where that information might lie? The extended performance data is available in our specification sheets, which is located on our website at bosch-thermotechnology.us. You can just go to the product page, search for IDS, and then right on that product page, you'll see the engineering specification sheet, and that'll have all the extended performance data available. Do you get a lot of calls for that? For extended performance specifically? Yeah. It depends on the, I guess, who's calling, but more or less all the documentation is available in a consolidated location on the website. I think sometimes it's just a matter of which page on the website is the best place to find the documentation. So I think once they're oriented to where to go to, all the information is available in one spot. But yeah, the extended performance data is definitely a common question because, right, depending on specifying equipment for certain size homes or certain locations, right? You need to understand the performance in different temperatures. So definitely important information for the contractor base to have, and we have it all available for them. So speaking of contractor support, the company does training, as you'd mentioned to me before we started an e-academy. Can you dig a little bit into that? Yeah. So on the e-academy, it's basically a website that we have that hosts a lot of training. Some trainings are virtual. Sometimes we have live trainings available. Also through eAcademy, there's access to what we call 100 level training presentations. If you really want to just get to know the products from like a high level thousand foot view, um, what are the features and benefits? What's the base amount of information needed to install? eAcademy is a great place to look for those types of presentations to really get to know the portfolio. Aside from eAcademy, we also have trainers that are located throughout the United States and different regions. And the trainers are able to train contractors and wholesalers throughout the year. The way to get access to those resources for the trainers and the e-academy, how does that transpire? To make a request for a trainer to come to your area, the best way is to talk to our residential customer service team and make that request. The phone number would be 800-283-3787. Best way to ask about what trainings may be available or to request a training in your area. Related to eAcademy, best way to find eAcademy, we have a couple different websites through the Bosch team. Best ways to go to bosch-thermotechnology.us, and then you can find a link to the eAcademy site right on the homepage. So a big topic for all manufacturers of everything <laughs> is supply chain. Do you have a recollection as to like when it first started to hit for Bosch and your products and what the current situation is in the future? Obviously, with the pandemic, this has really shaken things up a bit, to say the least, on the supply chain side. So yeah, starting mid-2020, this is when pandemic first started to hit on scale, on a global scale, which definitely has disrupted supply chains in almost any area you can think of. Microchips has been a big topic, shortage of supply chain of microchips, but it's not just that. It could be just steel, metal, and really any component you can think of, there's been sometime in the last two years where there's been a shortage of that. What we're seeing is we're starting to see some ease in the supply chain. We're starting to see it come back to usual, at least in some areas. And we're hoping by early next year, we're going to start to see definitely some major improvements from a supply chain perspective. So on a personal basis, what's the most surprising thing from when you started six years ago in this role? What's the most surprising thing you've seen? Are you asking the most surprising thing I've seen at Bosch or in the industry? or At Bosch, yeah. Not like a 
red squirrel or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the most surprising thing that I've seen and surprising from a positive sense is how quickly we've been able to really have a foothold within the inverter heat pump market. We've really started with our IDS portfolio back in 2016 with our first inverter portfolio. Since then, we've expanded to high-efficiency 20-seer products. We've added gas furnaces in the case that you want a dual fuel system with a heat pump and gas furnace. We've added now a 15-seer product. We've really expanded in the product offering relatively quickly from a manufacturer perspective. And we've seen just a huge support from the contractor base. It's really the contractors that drive the business at the end of the day. And by being boots on the ground, having training contractors one-on-one through our training team, we've just seen such a huge amount of success with the IDS product. And I think we're going to continue to see that going forward. It's not a surprise to me from a product management perspective that it was a good product. That's what we aim to do, give good products. But I think just the overwhelming success that we've seen, when I think that we're going to continue with that momentum going forward, it's been really great to see. If someone has a very in-depth technical question, what's the best way to get an answer to that? Yeah, so in-depth troubleshooting related questions or technical support related questions, it's best to talk direct with our technical support team. We have a great team of supporting technicians. You can email direct through ac.techsupport at us.bosch.com. You can also call in through the customer service organization. And if it's a technical person, a contractor calling in, they can connect you with the after-sales support team. And that's the same phone number that I provided before, which is the 800-283-3787. What's a typical month's activity for you as a role as a product manager? Maybe not on a month basis. Let's say like, do you get out into trade shows and things like that now that the pandemic is easing? Yeah, yeah. So Bosch definitely goes to some regional and national trade shows. Oftentimes we have a booth at the AHRI or AHR Expo, depending on the year. So we definitely get the product management team out there. The trade show side is more of an initiative through the marketing team. The product team is everyone on my team right now has a technical background and work the liaison between the more technical R&D teams and then the rest of the organization, including sales, marketing, customer support. So a big thing that we do is what we call the market launch process. So once the R&D team has released a product for mass production, then it's our job to make sure the rest of the organization is trained. They understand the features and benefits of the product. We work with the marketing team to create marketing collateral. We work with the training team to make training videos, training content. We work with the sales team to get the information out to customers. Really, market launch is a big part of what we do. Aside from market launch, we're also included in the very beginning, the ideation kind of stage of our product development process. So looking at market conditions, looking at customer needs, trying to figure out what's the best way to position our portfolio for the future, determining a product strategy, determining high level what the stakeholder requirements are for the product. And then we work with engineering to determine, okay, how can we formulate these market requirements into technical specifications? And then together we come to a final agreement on, yes, this is what the product needs to look like. And then the R&D team goes ahead and right, they go through the development process and actually develop the product. So we're really very involved at the very beginning. Throughout the development process, we're also actively talking with customers. We do a lot of field trials, get product in front of customers, understand things like serviceability, features and benefits level, how the unit's operating. We provide that information back to the R&D team who can then iterate throughout the design process. And then we work together to bring the product to market through a product launch cycle. 
So we're kind of involved in various aspects throughout the entire life cycle of product development, as well as once the product's in the market, we're also a third level support in terms of questions that come through the organization and a supporting function. So what's the timeline look like on something typical from the ideation phase to the launch? Completely varies. It can be, I don't know, as short as sometimes 12 months to as long as sometimes three years. It really depends on the complexity of the product. And is it an iteration of an existing product? Is it a complete redesign? Are we adding new functionality that we maybe didn't have before? Really depends, varies a lot based on what you're looking at. Has there been any new technologies that have become available that have shifted the course? Things that come externally, say things you mentioned before, microcontrollers, microtrips, maybe some things in materials or compressors, any new things that have altered the course? Yeah. So earlier I mentioned electrification. Something that I didn't mention was this topic of connectivity and apps. So a product that we just launched in the last couple of months is what we call IDS Premium Connected. And what we did was we put a internet gateway on our outdoor unit, which allows the contractor and homeowner to have access to the unit when they're not actually there on site. This is something that we've been getting a lot of feedback from contractors on to understand what type of information do you want to have available? When do you want that information? Same thing from a homeowner standpoint. Also worked a lot within our support teams to understand what are the most common questions that you're getting that maybe is not as evident in the technical materials that we have on the website. We took all of those inputs and we developed it into an app that can be contractor facing and homeowner facing. We have use cases that help the contractor get the equipment started up more efficiently, quickly, try to address the questions that are most commonly asked to our after sales support team as part of an initial install. We also now enable registration for warranty of the product much more simply than before. Before we had a separate website where you manually have to type in the information, maybe when you're back in the office or someone else has this role. Now, right within the app, you can just scan the serial number on the unit and real quick send a certification on warranty to both the homeowner. They get a certificate, hey, this has been registered and it's available within the app so you can understand is the product still under warranty. When you're not on site, assuming that the homeowner gives the contractor access, right? It's the homeowner who's in charge of their data. It's their product. If they're comfortable with giving their contractor access, the contractor can get what we call remote access. And they'll have access to information such as, did a fault code happen? When did the fault code happen? What most likely is the cause of that fault code? Is it something simple where you can just call the homeowner and say, hey, change your filter and you're probably fine? Or hey, shut off the breaker, turn it back on and you're probably fine? Or is this something that may require you to come on site? And if it is, we'll give you an idea of what may be wrong so that the contractor can bring with them to site the materials needed to properly troubleshoot. When you are on site, we have a local Bluetooth connection, which kind of brings the technician through troubleshooting steps of, hey, try this first, try this first. And if it doesn't clear it out, try this. It's a more in-depth way to service the equipment rather than just looking at something like a physical service manual. And we see this as a big trend, this topic of connectivity. Historically, there's been some barriers to entry for the topic of connectivity because we don't want to make the product more complicated, right? The goal here is not to make the contractor do additional work and additional steps when they're on site doing an install. They have enough to do already. The thought here is how can we make it as efficient as possible for them to get this started up? And also, how can we enable better information for these service technicians should something go wrong that need to come back on site? 
So it's a pretty cool tool that we spent a good amount of time collecting a whole bunch of user feedback to develop these use cases. And we're pretty proud of it. And this product just came out in the last two months. Two months. Okay. Two months. Yeah. It came out two months ago. So it's still brand new, but we're really excited about it. Again, what's the model or series for that? It's called IDS Premium Connected. So more or less, it's the same efficiency as the 20-seer product, same general heat pump technology hardware as the existing IDS Premium, which is the 20-seer heat pump series. But now it has these connectivity features. So there are separate model numbers available. And the connectivity feature does come standard with these new model numbers. So if you want connectivity features and this is something you're interested in, definitely look at the IDS Premium Connected. It's pretty cool. Very good. I'm going to make the guess that everything works out well, it's going to flow down in the model chain. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, it's definitely something that we're looking at, but definitely having the first connected product on the IDS line, I think what we're going to do and what's awesome about a software product is that we can continuously develop new features. We can determine what are the features the actual users are most interested in. We can look at dashboards of, hey, everybody's using this feature, no one's using this feature, and really optimize the product for what the customer actually wants and needs. It's different than right with a hardware product, you develop it, you bring it to market, and that's it. That's the end of the life cycle. So having these connectivity products also enables always adding new use cases that are relevant and useful to the end customers. Excellent. I really appreciate the time you took to come on to discuss these topics. Anything you'd like to share with the listeners before we leave? No, I think thanks for joining us. This has been awesome. Thanks for asking me to come on, Bill. I think In general, Bosch is ready for the future as the topic of electrification is pushing everything to how do we heat using electricity, right? We have a full lineup of heat pumps. We also have ductless mini split products available, not just the unitary. When I talk about IDS, those are our unitary heat pump products. We also have a full lineup of ductless mini split products. We also have water source heat pumps, geothermal heat pumps. There's been a lot going on in the industry that's pushing in the direction of heat pumps and we'll be ready for it. And we're excited. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Katie, and congratulations on everything you put together here. Sounds like a really excellent program and good luck for the future. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks for joining us here in the Building HVAC Science Podcast. I want to tune into other trade-related resources, including the HVACR School with Brian Orr, Zach Ciota of HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Rarden, HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, Craig Migliaccio of AC Service Tech, HVACR Videos, and Home Diagnosis TV. And of course, the inimical, how did I pronounce that, huh? It did pretty well. Jim Bergman of MeasureQuick and the YouTube channel where he teaches all kinds of information about HVAC, especially AC diagnostics. I also host the ResTalk podcast. In case you want to listen to that, you can find it at the resnet.us website. There's a banner near the top that says podcast. If you want a link, click on that link to find out what I'm doing there. If you want to keep up with other things that I find interesting, you can follow the Building HVAC Science podcast on Facebook or follow True Tech Tools on Facebook. The Building HVAC Science podcast is a production of True Tech Tools Limited. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us and learning a little bit about today's topic. Until next time, take care.